Hi, if this is your first time interacting with any of my content, listening to the podcast, my name is Kaya and I am a licensed clinical social worker. I am a school social worker. <laughs> oh, I hesitated. I had too many words in my head at the same time. I'm a school social worker, I promise. <laughs> and I am a therapist and children's mental health advocate and educator. And basically what I do is help the adults in children's lives learn how to provide them with healthier environments that foster healthy minds. So today we're going to talk about bullying. This is October is bullying prevention month. And a lot of times when we think about bullying, we think about children only. We don't really think about adults bullying each other. And we don't, we definitely don't think about adults bullying children but they do. And of course, me being me, I have to put this extra spin on it because adults are bullies sometimes to children and it's not okay. So um, a lot of times when we think about bullying, we think about two kids on the playground wrestling, fighting, or give me a lunch money, pushing them around, those kinds of things, which are things that need to be changed. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about these adult bullies. And how can you tell that someone is an adult bully? Well, I see it all the time. Working in the schools, working with children and their parents, it is unfortunately something that is very familiar. And a lot of times, the majority of the time is them exerting their power and authority over them in a way to coerce them to do the things that they want the child to do. And in a way that is dismissive and um, can be very harmful to a child's mind. And here's the problem with that is that we are supposed to be the safe spaces for children. But if you don't allow that to happen, especially as a teacher and a parent, you are causing way more problems than that other kid that's being mean or just as much problems. So. A lot of times this has come in the form of yelling, screaming, putting someone down. Like uh, I saw a post and I think I mentioned this on the last podcast episode, but this te- there was a student that took a quiz and only got one of the answers right. And the teacher is just like, did you study at all? It's like, yo, you don't have to even talk to him like that or respond like that. Just say, hey, let's meet. and." see what the issues are and why you struggled so much with this test. Maybe he didn't get to study. Maybe he forgot. A lot of times with the students that I work with, they might have lots of other siblings or other family members living in the home. And so because of the noise, they really struggle with studying and finding that time and quiet space to be able to do so. Or they're taking care of other siblings and family members, their nieces, nephews, cousins, brothers, sisters. even helping out with grandparents sometimes. And so their schoolwork becomes less of a priority for the family as a whole because the family has other needs that they're not able to meet without this child, which is a whole nother podcast episode and a whole nother issue, right? But um, adult bullies, they believe that just because they're the adult and you're the child, that they know more than a child, which is not 
always true. And that just because I'm the adult, you should do what I say, no matter what, with no questions, all of that, which is unrealistic, right? Number one, we should always be educating our children in every way that we can using teachable moments. I'm a huge fan of that. Because that's how they are learning about the world around them. I know my family used to get so irritated when my brother would ask questions. He would just ask why all the time. And for me, I'm like, just tell him why. If you don't know, then you don't know. But look it up. Help him look it up and figure out the answer. But don't just shut him down because you're tired of hearing why. Because he is naturally inquisitive and we want to build that up in him and not make it as if it's a bad thing when you're asking questions and wanting to learn. Because that's just going to set you up for failure later when you want them to learn and they're not interested. It all comes together. It, it, it all comes together. So Adult bullies often will use their power like, okay, if you don't do this, then I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this and withholding different things really for no reason. I understand consequences and all of that and reward systems, but adult bullies don't use it in that way. What they do is it's coercion. It is, um, yeah, coercion. (laughs) So basically what they do is I'm going to hang this over your head until I'm ready to stop hanging it over your head and you're just going to deal with it. Y'all know I always tell y'all about my personal stories because that is a large part of how I got here and got to the point of doing what I do for children and families. Um, My dad was definitely an adult bully growing up. just very aggressive. Um, And the craziest thing is that we would not get in trouble for a long time. That's supposed to be a good thing, right? (laughs) But we would not get in trouble for a long time and all of a sudden it would be the smallest thing that would set him off or we would get in trouble for it. But it would be like, over exertion. I don't know. The for instance, like I had not get in trouble for forever and then I accidentally break a cup and it's just like, oh my God, the world is ending. And it was just like I don't know. I have always said, even as a child, I was like, it's like he needs he feels the need to remind us that he's the one in control that he's the one that holds the power. And that was just like so upsetting to me and frustrating because it was like, I'm supposed to do well. I'm supposed to not get in trouble. I'm supposed to do all these things, but I get in trouble for it. Like, I don't understand. Why are we going to these extreme lengths to prove that you're in control? I know who you are. I know what your role is in this family and obviously it's the bully, but, um, I know what your role is. I know what my role is that you're the parent. I'm the child. I get it. Or it could be, um, I don't know the smallest little thing. And so it became a thing like when we hadn't gotten in trouble for so long that you're just waiting on 
the ball to drop. Like, okay, what is it going to be that gets me in trouble again? Um, and there's no praise for doing well and for not getting in trouble. It has the opposite effect that now I'm in even more trouble for the smallest thing because I needed the reminder that he's still in control. Crazy, right? Yeah, absolutely. But that's just how it went in our household. I will never understand it. Um, and it's just all about control. Another example of that is uh, my dad and I fought a lot. Like we got into arguments and because both of us are super stubborn, we wouldn't talk to each other for a long time. And so what would happen is we wouldn't be talking to each other. Now that means he's not talking to me either. He's acting like I'm not in the room. Like I didn't walk in the door. Um, or ignoring me when I asked him a question or whatever. And then when I wanted to go with my friends, I couldn't do it until I apologized. Now, whether I was truly in the wrong or not, did not matter. But it was until you apologize and make this right, you're not getting what you want. And even to this day, it just felt like that is a trigger for me when other people feel like I need to be the one to come to them all the time and fix things because that's how it was in our household. And I remember at one point because I was baby, like I started babysitting at 12. So I started making my own money really early. And at one point, because I was only allowed to babysit so much and you know, all this stuff because of school. And so at one point we hadn't talked in three weeks. <laughs> And I needed lunch money. Well, of course, he hasn't been giving lunch money to me. But now I have ran out of my own resources for that. So he's like, oh, so now you want to say something now that you need lunch money. You are the parent. You are the adult in this situation. And I don't, I didn't feel like, now I was okay with admitting when I was wrong when it came to him, but to force me into apologizing to you to get something like lunch money is ridiculous. So I ultimately had to fake as if I felt like I was the one in the wrong just to get lunch money. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This cannot be real life, but it was. And there are many more instances like that where he just overstepped a lot of boundaries and, you know, really became a bully or really was a bully. And um, I don't know, like I could tell you so many stories about how he used his power and control over us. And I refuse. I can't do it. So... Um, anyway, yeah, so, um, I have a client that their parent is the definition of an adult bully. And every time I hear the stories, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I actually have a couple clients like this currently. Um, basically when they talk to their parent about something that's bothering them, 
the adult bully in their life shuts them down, acts like they don't care, tells them to just get over it, and really dismisses them all the time. And it's really tearing the child up. And it's like, how can you as a parent do and say these kinds of things because me as a therapist, I'm like trying to fight back tears because I'm like, you don't deserve to be treated like that. But yet the parents are just like, "Mm, okay, whatever it is, what it is. And I don't get that. For one of them, they went on a family trip and they were at a theme park and my client was scared on this ride and the parent was like, no, you're going to open your eyes and look. And it's like, why? Why are you not comforting them? Why are you forcing them into something that they don't like just because you get fun out of it? And it just doesn't make any sense. When they come to you with different issues, stop telling them to stop crying. Just because you have not dealt with your childhood trauma, okay, and are not okay with your own emotions, does not mean that they have to run away from their emotions as well. They're crying. They're kids. It's not really a big deal. Maybe if you cried a little bit more as a child or an adult, you wouldn't be such a bully. Okay? So just um, don't do that. Don't dismiss them. Um, when a child comes to you and tells you something that is bothering them that you did or that somebody else did, Be there for them, help them, support them, be the comfort and safe space for them. Particularly for teachers and parents, we are the safe spaces for these children and should be. You're the foundation of how they learn about the world around them, how they learn about um, how interactions between individuals should go. And what love is, if you haven't listened to the last podcast episode, do that. <laughs> I talk all about that. But um, we should be much more in tune to their emotions and be more supportive of them, not shutting them down all the time and making them feel terrible about the way that they feel, the way that they're experiencing different things. Because it's just, I mean, for what? Why are you doing that? What purpose does that serve? Does it not make you feel bad that your child doesn't feel like they can come to you with whatever? And it's crazy because these parents, they feel like their child should be able to come to them. And it's like, why would they? You shut them down every time. So why am I coming to you to tell you anything? I'm not. So. Bullying Awareness Month is October, and I just want to bring a little bit of awareness to how adult bullies work and why we need to stop and how to do that. And just a quick recap, it is listening to what they are going through, being supportive, stop telling them to stop crying. Um, support their emotions, relate to their emotions. You feel sad and want to cry sometimes too, whether you want to admit it or not. So relate to them and what they're feeling. Not telling them, oh, you shouldn't even be worried about that person or whatever, because they are. And it is obviously upsetting them. So then you leave them to deal with it on their own in whatever way they feel like they should. So 
I don't believe so your time is up. Cut it out. Okay? I just really want to teach more and more adults in these children's lives what that looks like and what that means and how we can change it. Um, I've recently launched a workshop series, Interactions, Positive Parenting and Educating. It is for parents and educators of any level, whether that be youth workers at churches or camp counselors, regular public private school teachers, principals, college university professors, because even sometimes you are are bullying these people who are just trying to figure out what life is like outside of their parents' home or whatever, like whoever's care that they were under. You can be a little bit nicer, okay? So that is the purpose of the workshop series is to educate on how your interactions affect children mostly. Um, also throwing in their minority children and how sometimes we can be so isolated, particularly in the school system, and not have the support that we need. And so I just want to change that whole system or do what I can to make that better for our students. Because the way that I see them every single day as a school social worker, it just makes me sad. Um, the amount of times that I hear a teacher yelling at a student and I'm popping out of my office like, oh, what were you saying? Uh-uh, because we're not going to do that. Um, and my students know I do not play about them. Um, I have taken students, like they said they were having an issue with the teacher. Okay, well, let's, let's go talk to them. Because a lot of times, because they are adult bullies, they have scared these children from saying anything to them. And they just make them feel worse about themselves and about the situation, telling them that they're being a big baby and, you know, all these different things. And I'm like, no, we're not going to stand for that. So let's go talk. And I'm going to be your backup. With my students and my clients, um, every time when they need to have an uncomfortable conversation with an adult, number one, we'll practice. What are some things that you can say? How can you say it? What is the tone to have? And different things like that. Um, I also give them the option. Do you want to start the conversation? Do you want me to start the conversation? Um, how can we do this together and make this a team effort so that you don't get the backlash? Because that's what I always worry about is that when they go back, that it's going to be 10 times worse. That then they're going to be like, oh, so you went and told the counselor this, 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 this. And I have to be really careful with my individual therapy clients because I don't want their parents to take them out of services because they obviously need me. And I just don't want to ruin that relationship. So I am very careful about how I handle that situation. I try not to go disrespectfully, but... When you're messing with my babies and causing them undue stress in this learning environment that's already stressful. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> so um, I had a teacher one time that was so mad at me because one of our shared students came and told me about something that she did in class. And the student was so scared to say something. And she also had been having different issues and grieving and all this stuff. And so we went together and the teacher tried to like report me or something. It's like, no, honey, 
this is what happened. I'm not going to stand for your shenanigans. Um, <laughs> so all I did was ask the question was, why did this happen? How can we fix it? How can we move forward? And she didn't like being challenged, but that's why I step in as an advocate for your children because they, they have a voice too, and they deserve to be heard, which is why I got into social work anyway. So, um, like I said, this workshop is a series, so my plan is to do them once every quarter, and there will be a mix of virtual ones, live ones, and then some hybrid ones as well, depending on need and desire. And so, you can go to bit bit.ly slash interactions and I'll put that in the caption in the description and you will be able to go directly to it get on the waiting list for the next one which will be at the top of the year 2022 we are so close to 2022 this is unbelievable um but yeah it'll be at the top of the year 2022 and I'm so excited like I just have such a big vision for these workshops and it makes me so happy and I know that it's an uncomfortable topic and people don't like to be challenged when it comes to their parenting their teaching or any of that but we challenging me because y'all gotta start doing something different for these babies because they deserve so much more so make sure you click that link and check that out get yourself on the waiting list and we will talk again soon